Hello, hello, beautiful humans! Welcome to Self Love Saga, where everybody is a hot body. I'm your host, Jessica, and with me is one of my closest friends and the co host, Emily. Hi! Hi, Emily. How are you today? I'm good. <laughs> good! Well, we decided that since everybody out there is starting a podcast, we should too. So we're here to share and enjoy our own self-love saga with each other and with all of you listeners. Let's not beat around the bush. Self-love is difficult to attain, don't you think, Emily? 100% yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times we kind of feel like we're alone in that journey, right? Yeah. Well, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. I know, right? That's new. <laughs> everybody goes through the same shit that everybody else does so no matter your size color shape gender or identity you're welcome here this is a safe space to talk um weekly we are going to sit and discuss our successes and challenges with learning to love ourselves right yes Yes. i'm so excited so excited (laughs) nervous but so excited (laughs) So, what a better way to introduce ourselves in our own self-love saga is to say hello and talk about ourselves for a little bit, right? Let's do it. We'll start with you, Emily. Let's talk about you a little bit. Okay, well, let's see. My my journey a little bit, or I guess a little bit about myself is, I don't, I don't know. You don't know. What? <laughs> well, where did you grow up? How did you grow up? What background um, do you have? So I grew up in a family of like eight kids, Mormon household, super religious. We had a lot of like nitty gritty, like, you know, basically don't have any thoughts about anything bad or do anything bad. And same. <laughs> so I think a lot of my journey, at least going into adulthood from experiencing like that stuff is has been like trying to figure out a balance of like what I learned of being like so self I don't know like critical to like becoming one and balanced so right that's kind of like my journey with that stuff I guess yeah I too grew up LDS super (laughs) religious and I grew up the oldest of five children, so I felt like I kind of had that extra pressure of having to be perfect and oh, be yeah. the example to your brother All and the sisters. <laughs> yeah. So terrible. <laughs> I hated myself for a long time because, you know, I also am fat. I'm a fat person. You're like, the pressure is so high. <laughs> so I had to deal with my self-love of my self-image along with trying to be a perfect person a perfect sibling all throughout school don't do anything wrong get good grades be an example to your brother and sisters and the pressure just kind of stayed down inside of me and I just suppressed it and suppressed it and there's like no working through anything it's just like you kind of just like 
plow through like a workhorse and like you don't give yourself a mental break or emotional break too exactly till you explode exactly you're not allowed to feel those feelings yep and when i eventually graduated high school and left to go to college that's kind of when i actually had the freedom to figure out who i was as a human and yeah. While I still struggled with my body image issues, I was kind of able to break free, break free of my religious issues. Right. And um, be somebody who was not a part of the church or a part of religion. And that's kind of where... And that was like identity too. Like you legit are discovering a whole new like facet of life because you have like you grow up in this one way where they tell you this is how things are going to be x y and z like it's very cut and cookie cutter like here's your life every single person is that way be planned out yeah here's what you have to do you have to and if you're not then you're not going to heaven you're not going to heaven there's no salvation your family's doomed you're damned. yeah the damned blessings the you're losing all your blessings like that you could have receive in heaven exactly and your exaltation well and that starts from being eight years old and being baptized you know yeah all of that pressure is put on you at such a young age and so i had 10 plus years of that built up it's trauma so <laughs> you know that is just overflowing and coming out of me and so when I decided that I wasn't going to be a part of the church anymore, I was actually so scared that I was just like, what do I do? What do I do? Yeah. There's this huge part of me that's missing. How do I fill that void? And, you know, I filled it with a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple things I did in my youth. <laughs> that to I'm try not to... proud of. <laughs> But it's part of the story anyway. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have to go through stuff to know, like, what's appropriate for you and not what you want anymore either. So making mistakes is part of that self-love journey. Like, we're not perfect. So that goal in our minds to be perfect is totally not achievable. Exactly. So you, you have to do things incorrectly sometimes. And you know, you may learn by like looking at other people and seeing what they do wrong or whatever, but your journey is you. So you doing something wrong is you, you just, you got to do it. Get out and experience life. Right. Exactly. So tell me what, what made you and what time of period in your life did you decide that you wanted to leave the church? Oh man. I think I started like having like doubts or like questions of not being like something that I actually vibed with like I was just feeling I don't know it's kind of like discovering yourself like you're not your family's part of your family entity like you are your own individual because I think it's like it's so family focused for the church where it's like you do this for your family mm -hmm. so I think I started realizing it around like I don't know, between like the ages of like 10 to 12, I think like going through puberty. Oh, I don't know. Young, I don't huh? know why, like 
it like started like clicking but I think I just started asking questions to my parents like you know why like I would even ask them like why are they so judgmental to like people outside of our religion like why can't other people still like be happy and like have blessings and like receive good things in life even though they don't live how we live and like it was just always like shut down there was not really like answers it was always our way is the right way and Mm -hmm. this is how you do things like it's written out question yeah it's like this is a manual here's you read your scriptures you do this like it's all laid out for you and don't like ask questions that can't be answered by the scriptures basically well the answer is faith (laughs) yeah right (laughs) and that's exactly it like if you don't have the answer you just have to have faith that that's what it is. It'll all just work out in the end. Yeah. You have all the answers after you die. Right? Yeah. Like, Heavenly Father will talk to you. Like, you could have everything, all the wealth and knowledge. Um, and I'm like, it just didn't make sense. Like, I feel like the logical part of me was like, this is, this doesn't sound right. It doesn't feel right either. Because I feel like I'm also very emotional. Like, I have a good balance with my logical and emotional side most of the time. (laughs) I mean, there's times where one or the other takes over, but yeah, it just didn't, it didn't feel right. So yeah, around that age was started like asking those questions and kind of going down my own path a little bit. That's cool that that happened that early for you. Yeah. What was, what time for you? Because I feel like later in life. It was later in life. (laughs) I... I was so enveloped in the church. I wanted to go on a mission. No way. I did. I know. You look at me now and you're like, I never (laughs) would have thought. (laughs) Jessica on a mission. I mean, I can picture you wearing the clothes, but (laughs) not like going up to people's houses and being like, I have to tell you about the church. (laughs) Right. Come join me. I wanted to go on a mission. And that was when I was 16. I had made that decision when I wanted to go on mission. And I was so devout and so dead set on living my life in the Mormon church. And it was when I was in college, my first year of college, I... I had met this boy. Of course. always is a boy. (laughs) (laughs) I met this boy and we went on a date and we were making out hardcore to the point I lost an earring. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. I know, right? And we had oral sex. And for me, that wasn't a big deal, you know. Right. But... Um, as you guys will find out in a later episode, when we talk about religion throughout the entire episode, (laughs) (laughs) um, uh, any sex before marriage is not good. You have to repent. You're not allowed to go to the temple. You're not allowed to take the sacrament. You're not allowed to do anything until you repent. You sit next to a boy. It's like Bible width apart. Like... Exactly. You don't breathe the same air in instances like no. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, um, I had gone back to college. We were living. I was living in a dorm, and I had told a friend 
what happened because I was like, yeah. you will not believe my first sexual experience. <laughs> it is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, first boy I had ever kissed, too. Dang. I was 18, my first kiss. And oh she was like, that's not good. You know, you're like you, living this high and she's like tearing you down. Exactly. She's like, you totally sinned. You have to go and talk to the bishop and repent. And the immediate shame that I put on myself was just disgusting. Yeah. You know? Oh, so like, heavy. How could I be this terrible person? I went from such a high high yep. to such a a deep low so i the next sunday went to my bishop we were in a singles ward yeah. college you know went to my bishop and i confessed i was like i met this guy we made out we had oral sex and i'm here to repent yeah and his response was well that was stupid of you whoa yeah Oh my god, like, it's so wild to me now, like, looking back and, like, thinking about that, because it's, like, you're coming to this person who you're supposed to be confessing to and, like, finding, like, God's, like, who you're uplifting and, like, yeah. you know, direction. Who you're supposed to trust. Yeah. And they're supposed to make you feel better about it. Yeah, you yeah. sinned, but, but that's you're doing, okay. It's you're like you're also doing the, the right steps. Yeah. Yeah, you're taking those it. steps to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. And... When he said that, it's like, oh yeah, you fucked up. You're like, oh my god, like, yeah, I know. That's why I'm here. I feel like shit. Like, exactly. <laughs> um, when he said that, that's kind of when it all changed for me. And why would somebody who is supposed to guide you and direct you and make you feel better about life? And help you in the right direction. Yeah. Continue to shame you and disrespect you at the same time. Why? It's why so would somebody awful. do that? So that's kind of when it changed for me. And yeah, I that makes sense because it's like that's your person that you're supposed. To, yeah, all of that. Mm -hmm. oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's kind of when it changed for me, and I decided to leave the church. And then it all went downhill sexually for me. <laughs> and then you discovered you really like sex and it's really great. Exactly. Exactly. We'll and that you're a normal human being. Exactly. I am allowed to feel these feelings. Oh my God. I'm allowed to be horny and yeah. sexual. And that it's uh, normal. Check, check. Right. Um, and that's kind of when I started on... The journey of loving myself and loving my body. It's so weird how sex and body love just kind of fit so perfectly together and yet can clash so easily. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like there's some times that like at least sexually that it's like you could feel like so good and like you're feeling yourself and stuff and then something happens and then the complete opposite where you're like, oh my God, I'm so unattractive. And it's like, and it's based off of the same thing, like how you're feeling about your body and it can go 
complete 180 either way. Mm-hmm. Like, so wild. Nah. Definitely have a hand in hand, like, relationship with that to, like, have a good, I don't know, flow. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying balance because I'm all about that yin and yang. Like, I literally have a tattoo of yin and yang. So that's, like, my mantra in life. So if right. I keep referencing balance, like, that's definitely something in my mind that. I live by. Well, I'm a Libra. Yeah. all about balance. I know, right? (laughs) That's why it works so well together, Jessica. I think so. I think so. Um, So let's move on from that for a minute. Um, So after college, I actually ended up meeting somebody. I got married, got divorced, and that's a whole other story in itself um, that we will end up talking later on um I kind of after that just focused on my career and I worked retail for many 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 years (laughs) (laughs) um I think out of retail my favorite job was working at blue boutique yeah and it's such an interesting job such an interesting job yeah I worked there for I don't know it wasn't that long it was only like six months but it definitely is a, it's a whole nother world that we'll have to dive into for sure oh, because yeah. that's a whole chapter in it itself. Like, right. Yeah. And if none of you guys know Blue Boutique, it is um, an adult shop. We sell lingerie and we sell sex toys. <laughs> and I was the store manager there for oh a year and four months something like that (laughs) um and it was probably one of the best jobs I've ever had as far as the knowledge that came with it also one of the creepiest jobs again uh 100% (laughs) there is two complete opposites yeah like I've learned a lot and I love the relationships with like my peers that I had but oh lord there are uh, situations that i never thought i'd find myself getting into right that would happen and it's a little traumatizing <laughs> so that's good, that's going to be fun to talk about too cuz yeah there's some people that don't really understand i don't know socially acceptable like you can ask questions but like I don't want to know certain things type of deal right like okay yeah I'll help you find some lingerie for your wife no I right. don't need to see a naked picture of her no. yeah there's <laughs> levels social acceptability I can't tell what her bra size is just by looking yeah. at her breasts thank you for letting me know this I can guesstimate but do I want to see the breasts no no <laughs> Not usually. It's maybe sometimes. Not usually. Oh, those are some nice breasts. Is that what you were expecting me to say to you? Right. <laughs> oh my gosh, people. Um. So anyway, now I am just living life, working in a relationship with my boyfriend for, oh gosh, how long have we been dating for? A long, Go down memory lane. It feels like a long time. It but does at the actually. same time, it doesn't. I yeah. think that we're... It two and a half years. That's so amazing. How does time go so fast? I know, right? That's wild. And I've kind of been on this recent journey of finding spirituality through, um, I don't know what the best way to say this is, 
but finding spirituality without religion. Oh, yeah. Uh, through meditation, through um, weed experiences. Yeah. Let's just go out and say it. <laughs> yeah. I love weed. I love... <laughs> Hashtag stoner. Hashtag stoner. <laughs> Hashtag hippie. <laughs> it was so uh, funny because I feel like inside when I was a kid, I was a hippie, you know? Oh, yeah. I had these awesome jeans that I sewed patches onto and yes. I didn't believe in guns and I loved animals and peace and love peace and no love. more and you know people kind of made fun of me for that and so I kind of shoved that deep down inside and now I'm just kind of starting to be like oh yeah I remember when I was younger I loved this stuff you know right and so that's kind of where I'm at on my journey right now as a human is, you know, learning to love myself more and more every day, find spirituality through, you know, those weird hippie stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, those experiences. I, I, uh, it's so funny. I bought a deck of tarot cards the other day. I'm yes. so excited for them to that's come in so the mail. That's so fun. I downloaded a book on learning about your chakras and meditating to align those chakras and it's I'm at the very beginning stages of this but I can already tell that I just want to dive in and know everything all at once and I'm like push the brakes just push the brakes it's gonna be okay I have a long time you have time (laughs) (laughs) I could do this my whole life exactly (laughs) That's so, so awesome. Uh, let's bounce back to you. You know, after you decided to leave the church, where did that journey oh, yeah. take you to where you are today? Oh, man. I feel like, let's see. So, yeah, when I started asking, like, those questions to my parents and being like, okay, this doesn't feel right, I f- I. I feel like I kind of went through like the typical like teenager like rebellion stage where like I end up you know having a bunch of boyfriends and like I was very like sexually active from a very young age and lucky (laughs) right but like it's it's not like good sexual experiences because you don't know what the hell you don't know what's good no you don't you're just like I'm getting out this repressed energy Mm -hmm. and this is how I guess I'm choosing to, like, express this. I went through that later in life after I got a divorce. Right. Like, I'm going to try to fuck everything I can. That's exactly it. Because I think, also, with having, like, puberty so young, I don't know if that, like, triggered something in me, like, hormonally. So then I was just, like, going through that emotional, hormonal change, breaking away from my parents, all of that all came crashing down and it kind of just bloomed into that flower of sexuality and kind of took it out that way. So, and then I was like, basically at that point, I was like, I can't go back to the church. I've done so much shit. Like (laughs) they'll never let me back. They're not going to take me. No, like I legit thought I was doomed to hell. And like, I mean, that was super depressing too. Cause I, you're, you're, I like, I want to say it like, lightly 
but not lightly. It's like you're brainwashed. Like you're from you are. you're born blessed into it. Like things are almost predetermined for you because of how like everything you're learned is set up. Like even family home evening lessons where you where is where you would sit down with your family and they have a pre-written out lesson that's been around since what they've written it since the 1800s like <laughs> there's still books that they use that are like yeah so old so yeah like it was I didn't think that I even had a future to like go through the church so I I kind of had to like be like well if they're not going to take me back then I'm going to have to find a way to like fit into the world and so it was kind of like a forced I forced my way into like breaking away I guess it if that makes sense it's kind of like you're constantly fighting what you know is wrong in your head but you're like no it's not right right I have to push past this massive brick wall in front of myself to try to break through that like you said brainwashing yeah yeah and like because your your mind is seriously like trained to think a certain way so it was like fighting against having that thinking and then being like well it doesn't feel right and I'm all about like feeling and self-awareness because that's kind of like where I'm at right now is being self-aware and like even like when things are difficult or I'm going through something either my relationship or just with myself and feeling something like like what's happening in that moment what how am I reacting how's my body responding how does like my heart is my heart racing how is how am I feeling so it's kind of like all of that I think that's like kind of my spirituality is like the meditation and Mm self-awareness and feeling your feelings like it's okay to feel your feelings it's okay to have emotions yeah it's okay to feel sadness it's okay to feel anxiety it's not fun yeah but yeah and sometimes like it it's at least when I've now started accepting feeling feelings and you get to have a good cry you're like man I really needed that oh my god yes yeah whenever I need a good cry I throw on a sad movie. Most recently, I watched Seeking a Friend for the End of the Earth or yes. End of the World. Steve Carell, love him. One of my favorites. Oh, yes. I have all his movies. <laughs> it's an addiction. And it's so sad, but it's mixed in with this dark humor that I just connect with. <laughs> and I was just like bawling. I was like, this feels so good to cry. Yeah. And when you lean into it, too, you're like, ah, oh, it's, like, so invigorating. Like, yeah. you just went through something. Like, that cry journey was a journey in itself. Yeah, exactly. So good. Like, whatever was in there is no longer in there. Yeah, it's and... making peace with it a little bit. Right? Getting comfortable with that feeling. Letting it fit into who you are a little bit and just imagine how difficult it is for women to cry imagine how difficult difficult it is for a man to cry yeah men are brought up sociably acceptable for a man to cry exactly what's wrong why 
Why can't men cry? Why I don't even know men... where that came from. We're going to have to look into that because that is... No. Why? No. Exactly. Yeah. It's perfectly fine for any human being to feel their feelings and to live in those emotions too. Yeah. To sit there and say, why do I feel this way? Why do I need to push past this block and inside myself to move forward? You know, it's so sad the way that men are supposed to kind of suppress those feelings and push past them and well no, real men don't cry <laughs> no real men do cry i'm like <laughs> if they have like feelings that are like you know self-aware a little bit like they should be crying actually like how weird is it for someone to have a like a physiological response and be like no no i that's that's not normal like what how does that fit in like your body is your body so you got you gotta let it do what it's gotta do like if you're not getting that out of you it's gonna letting it it's gonna lash out in different ways yeah Mm -hmm. 100% yeah so yeah I was I don't know my journey's I feel it's like long and tattered there's there's definitely been some like discovery of like therapy in there Mm. and a lot of that at least with uh my parents directed like therapy, which is like, basically we're going to find you who's like someone who believes in the same religious beliefs that can tell you what you're feeling is either correct or incorrect. So that's why I'm so afraid to find a therapist. Yeah. Because that happens. Like that happens. I don't want (laughs) to see a therapist who has the same background and religion that I used to have. Yeah. They're not going to understand and they're just going to tell me things that I already know aren't true. <laughs> right. Like you're right. Yes, you, they're you supposed figured it to out. be they're supposed to be objective, but mm, when it comes to religion, I feel like people are really that objective. Right. No, it's hard because like your religion is your life what you live. Like that's your your mantra, like what you're supposed to be doing, your guideline. So yeah, going, I went through therapy with that. And I mean, now I'm back into regular therapy with like someone (laughs) I picked out. That's good. And therapy is very helpful. And I think everyone should be in therapy. And, and I mean, it takes a lot of like trial and error to find your right person. Like I've gone through, uh, eh, six people like in the last like two years or maybe even just the last year um to find like a good ebb and flow of relationship with that person so that's a journey in itself finding a good therapist but uh yeah so going through therapy and then breaking away from therapy because it was you know religious based directed or whatever that my parents were wanting to know everything that I either you know said or uh was against the religion or so then they could talk to me about it later so it was kind of more of a setup than anything and yeah I went through lots of boyfriends lots of girlfriends and tried different jobs 
and yeah, I'm now in a relationship with my boyfriend of six years and we have a four-year-old and and I'm currently pregnant so I know I'm almost done too like I'm due August 22nd yes so that's yeah we're that's where we're at right now and kind of figuring out not just my self-love journey too like my boyfriend's self-love journey because you know, he's 28 or 27. I don't even know how old he is. It's okay. I don't know how old I am either. Right? Yeah. Like I remember my birthday and do calculations, but math. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So he, you know, he's going through his own self-love journey. And as a man, I feel like we do have that like social, like acceptance of like certain things. So it's, it's, it's wild. It's really hard to navigate and not be like tainted by so much information around you, but also go and find the right information for you. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So much out there, like to just like, just to decipher even and like see what that means to you. So yeah. And I think his and I's like emotional self-love journey is kind of like going hand in hand with each other and like developing with our relationship so which is amazing and I think when you find like a good relationship and thank god that I have I feel that you can go through those things together and find your person and learn these things together because I think I felt like I learned a little bit before getting in a relationship just enough to like make this relationship really good and kind of like went through like necessary things to like be where I'm at and then have our relationship that we have and be learning and yeah so that's I don't know that's kind of like a tattered way to get there but that's kind of what I've a little bit gone into a little dabble into there that's so awesome that you found your person so early in life yeah I'm very grateful for like uh, yeah there's so much there's so much to it like so much that we've gone through too to like be to that point in life and it takes a lot of work and a lot of I don't know like even like accountability like learning Mm -hmm. accountability and like being the one to step up and say you're sorry or things like that like those are big life lessons that I wish I would have learned so much younger right and but like going through it and like a good relationship that can support you and learn that it's just it's it's wonderful and it's so hard too because I'm like I should have learned these things so young right and like instead I was learning how to like do temple things or like go to (laughs) church every Sunday you know and like follow the rules instead of how can I touch you and be with you in a way that's going to let you feel how much I love you and appreciate yeah, true you. true connection mm-hmm. with people. Yeah, it's written out. This is how you should be. So, right. yeah. Yeah, I think you're so lucky that you found your person so early in life. I feel like I met my man, you know, at a point in my life, we're both pretty late in our lives I mean not late in our lives (laughs) whoa Jessica (laughs) you're not old or anything Jesus I just have an old 
soul. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, he's getting close to mid age, middle age, you know, and I just hate that I had to wait so long to find him. But I feel like he came into my life at the perfect time. I was spiraling out of control. Let me tell you. I was, what am I doing with my fucking life? (laughs) I do not know. And What weighs up? What weighs down? I don't know. It's so funny. Our first conversation. So we met on Twitter. Not Twitter. (laughs) I don't even have Twitter. We met on Tinder. Yes. (laughs) And... We were just chatting back and forth about the dumbest thing. I love this so much. Let me tell you, the conversation that you would never want to have. Yeah. And a first conversation with your significant other. (laughs) We were like talking about having kids and the weirdest names that we were going to name those kids. Oh my God. Yes. Esther. Walter. Oh my. You guys are both old souls then. We are. (laughs) And it's so funny because we don't even want kids. Yeah. <laughs> but if we had them. But if we had them, we names. would give them the worst old people names ever. And also, if your name is <laughs> Esther or Walter, there's nothing against those names. <laughs> no, there really isn't. <laughs> They're cute names. But it was just the funniest, most lighthearted conversation that I had had in a while. And... We decided the next day we would go on a date, meet each other in real life. Yes. And I was so nervous. I even remember I got ready and I went outside and I saw your boyfriend and I told him I was going on a date. And I just don't even know if I want to go <laughs> because I had been on so many terrible dates. Yeah. I just wanted to give up. But I went. It was the best decision yes. I ever made in my life because we just haven't been apart since. Yeah. I knew. You guys clicked. I knew within that first couple of hours of meeting him that he was supposed to be with me and I was supposed Aww. to be with him. I'm going to cry just no. thinking about it. I love it. <laughs> but he I owe him oh everything I really do he really he really just brought me back to life he did oh anyway <laughs> I'm like that's what your person's supposed to do I'm like over here like breathe <laughs> that's so beautiful thank you um I don't know. I feel like we're kind of run our course on this conversation. Yeah, this has been so wonderful. <laughs> um, before we leave, part of the construct of this podcast <laughs> is every week we're going to talk about what we did to show ourselves some love and care. It's our self-care corner. Yes. Um, so do you want to start, Emily? What did you do this week to this, show yourself some love and care? 
this is gonna sound so <laughs> lame in a way but also it's a huge lesson nothing is lame <laughs> when you're learning to love yourself because like i wanted to be like oh yes i did x y and z and took a candlelit bath because you know that's actually something that i usually do but this week i actually did self-care by telling someone no to hanging out so that was actually like a really it's like a big thing for me because i'm a people pleaser i'm mm -hmm. just like i yeah yes i'll be there i'm a yes man like whatever but something i'm learning about myself is that i'm a yes person people pleaser and i can't be doing that for myself so something that i've been trying to do is like taking control that way and finding my limits and stuff so what i did was tell somebody no it sounds so weird like it really does but it, it's hey, a huge lesson <laughs> there is power in learning to say no it, there is that's why i'm like okay it's really important like that's why i'm like i that's what I want to talk about because it's so hard and it's such a big lesson at least for me like it feels like I'm climbing about I'm getting hot right now because I'm like holy shit holy shit like it's hard saying no to people you get a mini panic attack yeah I'm like I really did say no and it was really hard but it was fine and I learned like it was my baby step and I felt really proud of myself to be able to be like and I didn't, like, let myself, like, second guess it. Like, I just let my answer flow, like, super fast, basically. I was like, no, I gotta go to bed and take care of my body. Like, I'm 33 weeks pregnant. <laughs> I, I need to sleep for 27 hours at this point to, like, feel an ounce of rest. So that was my thing that I did this week was listening to what I needed and telling somebody no I can't give you my time and attention for now but I did tell them hey we'll do something later right and yeah and it was oh, it, it feels like it's liberating yeah like it's liberating and I'm like I did that I did that for me and it feels really good and I can do that more often and it's a pretty big step I feel it's just yeah so that was, that's something I did. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel I'm the same way. I'm a people pleaser. Right. I feel like I became that way just from working in management and retail for so long. I couldn't say no. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to say no. The business needs you, Jessica. <laughs> exactly. They're <laughs> depending all on me. Yeah. <laughs> but there is power in saying no. Yeah, there there's is. No, there's nothing wrong with saying learning. no. That's okay to say no. Um, well, what I did was I have kind of been struggling with work recently. Mm -hmm. It's um, tough. Constant overtime. Oh. I feel like it's finally slowing down now. Thank oh, God. Thank <laughs> but I was able to get an early out one day. Oh, yes. And I went home. I had the entire house to myself for a couple of hours. And so I was like, well, I need a shower anyway. So I'm going to get in the shower. I was brushing through my hair and I saw this um, foaming face mask 
Yes. <laughs> that I had bought forever ago. I hadn't used. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this. Go whip <laughs> this bad boy out. <laughs> so I put it on there and I was just like letting it go. I had been, you know, kind of just sitting there thinking about kind of like the stressors in my life. And then the mask just started to bubble and foam up and just tickle my skin. I'm like, how can I not laugh? <laughs> Just from the feel of these teeny little bubbles just popping, popping. all over my face. And it was just a nice Beautiful. relief yes. to just forget about the stress and anxiety and pressures of the world for five minutes. Yeah. And you be know. present in that moment of having a bubbly face mask. Exactly. Which also, if you've never tried one, uh, definitely try them. Definitely do. They're the, like, I don't know. There's a whole other level of, like, face mask with those ones because they're just, like, they get up so fluffy on your face. <laughs> you feel ridiculous. And it's just so fun. Like, if you want to laugh legit, get a bubble face mask. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I was like, I... Personally, I don't like to do face masks because I put them on and then I have to like get half my shirt wet from wiping it off. So I was like, I'm going to get in the shower anyway. So I'm just going to put yes. this on and then I'll just wash it off in the shower. Genius <laughs> life hack. <laughs> um, but that's what I did. And, yes. And it just made me feel better about myself. I love it. <laughs> that's so wonderful so just to kind of close out all in all we're kind of just here to have fun with each other and discuss life shit <laughs> legit <laughs> yes our, our ups and downs our discoveries our history in life and what we hope to accomplish in the future um and you know, just spreading some joy and love to the world. Um, we do have an email. So if you guys have any questions or want to share your own self-care corner experiences with us, yes. you can email us at selflovesaga at gmail.com and we will compile them and share them on a later podcast. Yeah. We um, are working on doing an Instagram page as well. We're kind of just starting out really slow. Yeah. Like I said before, I don't have a Twitter. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're regular people in a closet. So, <laughs> yep. This is normal, right? Yep. So we're just kind of here to have fun. And if you want to have fun with us, then we're happy that you're listening. Um, we will talk to you next week. And just remember that you're not alone in your own self-love saga. Bye. Bye, guys.